0: To all units, this is a third alarm. Switch to the TAC channel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TAC channel. I'm your host, Heath Meredith. I just wanted to jump on here and uh you know give everybody a little heads up and just a little little words of wisdom, um, just in my opinion, uh, over tomorrow's midterm elections. Um, this is not going to be a, uh, a, you know, super Trump, super Biden, nothing like that. I'm not. I'm not going to get into any of that. I just wanted to um, kind of express my opinion on why this midterm election is so important, and I encourage everybody to make arrangements to, uh, if you haven't already done early voting, um, go ahead and make arrangements to make it to to the polls tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, everybody knows what's going on in the country. I don't have to reiterate all that. All you got to do is just look on Facebook or on the news or anything like that. And you'll see just everything going on. I really just want to kind of give, give a little story on, on why voting is important and, and how it's personally, uh, affected myself and, and some of the coworkers I've had over the years and stuff. Um, but basically, you know, I, I really encourage everybody to don't, base your entire person on a political party. I know there's a lot of people, you know, they're through and through Democrat or through and through Republican. They vote straight down the ticket either way. And personally, that's not really how I, uh, how I view things. Uh, I encourage everyone to look and study who it is that you're actually voting for that person. Um, they're, you know, past, practices as far as you know if they've already been in a political office for a while um, study you know it it just takes a little bit of time you can go online and research you know how people have voted for legislation and whatnot in the past Um, all that stuff is traceable basically there's a paper trail on on anybody uh, in a political office as to how they're performed in their office Um, I think personally uh, a big issue with Everything we see going on in the government at local levels, state levels, and federal levels is, uh, you know, people being in office for too long, owing too many favors to too many different people. And they really can't even basically represent the constituents, you know, the people that they're they're there to represent because they owe too many favors to everybody. Um and that or they're, they're out for their own personal gain, which, I mean, it doesn't take a rock scientist to look around and see when politicians are supposed to be making, you know, uh, a lot lower wages than what their actual net value and everything like that is worth. So, um, I just encourage everybody to really start taking a look into the actual people that they're voting for. Um, so, for a little backstory for me, uh, how an election has has truly affected myself. um, I recently worked for a city fire department there in the Houston area. Um, And just to be point blank, what ended up happening, 2020 rolled around. The election was in um, 19, but of course the new mayor and stuff went into office in 2020. And from that point on, the fire department was basically just completely stripped of the guts. Uh, We were not civil service, even though we were a city. Um, which it was actually kind of a strange deal because the fire department was not civil service, but the police department was. Um, so that was just a, a strange tidbit, but, um, basically she came, you know, got her, her position secured and first right out of the bag, she came in and changed all the pay scales on the fire department. Um, they used to have longevity pay. They of course had rank pay as, you know, as, as customary. Um, she came in and changed all that. She took away all rank pay. Um, from basically the firefighter rank all the way to the head chief, there was nothing in between. Um, so like myself and, uh, RJ Nip, who was recently on the show, uh, and then the, the other captain that was on, um, on shift lists and everything, they, uh, they pulled all of our captain pay. We had no longevity pay, nothing like that. We were getting paid the exact same pay rate as a rookie firefighter day one out of the fire academy. Which was not how that city had operated in the past. There was experience pay, there was, you know, longevity with that department, and then, of course, you know, your traditional rank pay. Um, And this went on for well over a year. Um, And with that being said, we were also during COVID. So, naturally, you know, we had the mandatory overtime to staff additional ambulances and all that kind of stuff. So it got pretty crazy, and basically everybody started leaving because. You know, when you start taking people's pay away, that makes it where everybody really doesn't want to stay, and everybody wants to leave. Now, the biggest issue was, you know, uh, we were still required, regardless of what rank, and this even included a couple of the assistant chiefs. We're still just drawing firefighter pay, but they were having to be chiefs. You know, we were still required to perform our, you know, our roles and responsibilities for whatever rank we had, uh, and we're disciplined. Uh, up according to that level, if, you know, tasks weren't completed or or anything like that, but at firefighter rookie firefighter pay. So that's, uh, that's just an interesting tidbit. As far as all that goes is something that, that I personally had to go through. Another big thing that went down was that mayor ended up, uh, during the time that I was working there, they basically, uh, were playing, playing games essentially with the, with people's pension. We were um, involved in the TMRS, which is the, the Texas you know, City Retirement Pension System, which is pretty much any city employee in the state of Texas. They're, they're all you know part of that system. But basically what they do is they take our contributions out of our check and we'll never send them to the pension office. Uh, this would go on for six, nine, ten months at, a, at the time, and it wouldn't be until basically the mayor's office was threatened with legal action from the pension board to finally send over the contributions, they were just sitting on the money, basically. And this was, you know, money that was taken out of our paychecks. So uh, even after I left that department, it was over six months before my contributions uh, were caught up and my balance was, uh, you know, was accurate on where it was supposed to be. So you know, that's just that's little things that uh, that I've personally had to deal with. You know, and there was a, a multitude of other things. That weren't necessarily money related on the payroll aspect of stuff, but I mean equipment, the station we were in was built in the nineteen fifties, hadn't really been updated since. So it was definitely subpar. Equipment, we had more than half of the equipment on the pumpers were uh were out of service. You know, vent saws, uh ventilation fans, all that stuff is sitting on the workbench uh being sent off. For uh, you know, out of service is supposed to be getting fixed and repaired and all that, and basically the the budget money was never allotted to the fire department to fix any of the equipment. Uh, we had basically one of our ambulances was uh, the gen pack didn't work on the box for it, so you know you had no air conditioner, very limited power in the back, and you know with COVID going on and stuff, we were running a good bit of calls and everything, and you were just expected to ride in a hundred degree southeast Texas heat. With uh, no AC in the back, and you know, you got a cardiac patient back there using a um, basically outlawed cardiac monitor that hasn't been used in over 10 years in Texas. I mean, it just, just a a whole lot of issues. And it all came down to the mayor wasn't sending the funds to the fire department that was supposed to be there. It really wasn't until myself and a couple others, after you know, we left and, and moved on and everything like that the uh the citizens in the community at that point started asking questions you know why why is there so many new faces at the fire department blah 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 blah. so i got involved talked to you know several several city community members and everything like that and just basically told them my experiences of of the things that that i saw or either went through or whatnot and the city itself the community started really calling for accountability and wanting to know what was going on and Uh, I mean, to this day, there's a lot of legal action and stuff like that that's going on, you know, against the city and everything. But that all came from dealing with one election where, you know, basically hindsight 2020 looking back, had the community involvement been there from the fire department, we probably could have educated this community and the election could have gone a completely different way. But we weren't really technically allowed to be out in the public voicing all the concerns and everything like that, because that's just the way that that administration operated. Uh, But it definitely is not right for the community and it's sure not right for the firefighters to be having their payroll and their retirement messed with. Uh, Plus their safety messed with, with, you know, just terrible uh, equipment conditions and everything like that. So I I just look back on those simple deals and I know that there's a lot of fire departments out there. They're dealing with some of the same same issues of uh, bad administrations that, you know, are elected officials and, and whatnot, city administrations. And I just want everybody to know, you know, as a firefighter, your your voice matters. Um, the city trusts firefighters way more than they ever will an elected politician. So if you do your homework and, and know who the good candidates are that are gonna, they're gonna be pro fire department, not just for a snapshot on Facebook to make themselves look good in the campaign trail, but I'm talking about actually have supported the fire department throughout, you know, their adulthood, their existence, if you will. Not ones that are just wanting to look good for election time. That's not who I'm talking about. That's exactly who we need to steer clear of is those individuals, and there's a lot of them. As a firefighter, you know, talk to your friends, family, neighbors, just community involvement in general. And educate folks on, you know, who's helped y'all out, who, who in the past has, you know been a a beneficial asset to having in a, in a administrative position, you know, an elected administrative position, whether it's city council or, you know, ESD board, any of those positions. And if there's someone out there that's basically just out for themselves and is truly hurting the fire department, you need to voice that as well. You know, your day's off your free time. I'm not saying you have to go out and do these huge social media blasts. You know, some of us will do that, uh, I personally believe in doing that because I can get you know, my voice out to more people. But I understand there's a lot of firefighters out there that can't without facing disciplinary actions. But they can't stop you from having face-to-face talks. You know, you, you can talk to your friends, talk to your family, let those people closest to you know. And then they can go out and actually do the politicking for you if that's what needs to be done. That That's perfectly acceptable. This is still the United States of America. City administrations cannot control what what comes out of your mouth on your days off when you're out of uniform. You know that that's just that's a fact. I know that there's a lot of people that get you know basically threatened and and have their jobs dangled above their heads. But that's what I'm saying. Get a little a little strategic, a little tactful if if you have to. Have you know your wife, your spouse, go out there and and speak to people if you need to. But firefighters are trusted individuals in their community and so what our opinions are on these political figures really carries a lot of weight and that's what I want everybody on here to uh, to understand and basically you know just use that use that to the advantage of the fire department as a whole of the fire service to make sure that we're taking care of our safety you know our families through payroll and all that kind of stuff it matters because if you are you know short staffed and so you're working a bunch of overtime uh, you're going to be super you know, fatigued to a level than you normally would be. If you're understaffed, then you're going to be doing double the workload on a fire scene. And you're just not going to be able to do the job at the full capacity that we're the, the level that we're held to do. You know, the, the citizens themselves of all these communities have really high standards for firefighters and our ability to perform at emergency scenes. And, of course, I know how firemen are because I am one. You know, we, we get the job done. We step up. We problem solve. We do all that. Um, but sometimes there needs to be a little a little more progressive thought process on the day-to-day from firefighters to ensure that when that time comes and it's a really bad call, you know, we have the proper amount of people there. We have all the proper equipment there that the budget has been allotted to allow us to do that job. And we really get that done by these These uh, elections, your local elections are super important. I want everybody to understand that it's not it's not who's running for president that's getting your payroll established. That's the city council positions. That's the mayor positions. The city manager is appointed by those city councils and mayors and everything like that. And that all trickles down to what you're getting paid what your benefits package is, and what your stations and, you know, your safety equipment and all that stuff comes from those people, not from the, who's the president and everything like that. That's that's what I want people to take from this, and uh, just get out there and vote tomorrow. If you, uh, you know, got to do a shift trade, shift swap, something like that, you know, trade a couple hours, whatever, uh, just get out there and vote. If you have ESD elections on this midterm, I don't know, you know, what everybody's cycles are for their... Um, election cycles for, for ESD board commissioners. But if you got that, you dang sure better get out there and vote, make sure that those people on those boards are pro firefighters, not out for themselves or, or, whatever else. So, uh, anyways, that's just a little tidbit. I thought I'd jump on here and, and share some experiences that I personally had to deal with on, you know, through, uh, bad elections basically. And I just want to kind of help everybody to not have to go through those things themselves so get out there and vote and we'll see y'all in the next one I ain't there I'm Had it good for all my life Well I don't struggle I know how to walk the line But if you cross me Made me try to lose my way but well, I won't stumble Put you right back in.